I'm Nicholas Snow, and this is The Snowstorm. And let me tell you, if you don't think that the United States is a racist country, I've got news for you. Also in this episode, are you freaked out? Have the Iowa caucus results share the, uh, scared the SHI you-know-what out of you? That's on the agenda for uh, as well. I'm telling you people, I am like kind of angry tonight hearing these sound bites of people like Nikki Haley saying that the United States is not a racist country. So that's what's really on my mind as uh, we go live tonight. Um, but also we're going to be talking about uh, how we might be feeling emotionally about the Iowa caucus results. Um, you know, Trump was in court today again. He is a convicted uh, sexual, he's been convicted of sexual assault in the court of law, but evidently Nikki Haley isn't following that either. Um, there's just so many things to talk about in tonight's show, which reminds me, uh, if you are watching live, uh, I can curate your comments onto the screen Unless you're watching on Instagram Live, I want to give a shout out to British Custom Tailors. And I, 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 those are my friends from years ago. They're watching on Instagram Live. You can check them out as well. British Custom Tailors on Instagram. That is not a paid plug. So anyway, if you're watching live, I can curate your comments onto the screen. And I want to give... A big shout out uh, for their support of Promo Homo TV, Bill Lavi, who has doubled his support as a Promo Homo TV superstar. And Robert Carl, who's a panelist tonight, has stepped up along with Wyatt, who's a panelist tonight, um, uh, to support the show as a Promo Homo TV superstar, along with uh, clubpride.org. So if you want to join them in supporting the programming, you can sign up at patreon.com slash TV. That's patreon.com slash TV. And one of our most loyal visitors, and I know that tonight he's shown up for uh, Robert and uh, Wyatt, is Rock. We are here. And... Uh, and he's not hugging the SHI you-know-what out of us, of course, because he can't. He's watching virtually. But one day, maybe Rock will be giving us all a hug. That would be lovely. So um, we've got an intense snowstorm coming up for you. And uh, Wyatt O'Brien Evans and Robert uh, Carl are waiting in the wings. And uh, I hope that you are watching live because I really want to inter interact with you in the audience as well and that is what's coming up in tonight's snowstorm promo homo tv is all about empowering you our communities and our world shouting out to my media partners pink media amplifying promo homo tv across the twitterverse with their hashtag i love gay campaign gaydesertguide.lgbt and KG1065 Palm Springs, available worldwide. Ask your smart speaker to play KGAY. It's as simple as this. 
We will save our democracy in 2024, or we will watch the United States implode. I'm Nicholas Snow, and this crisis we face is why I have launched The Snowstorm, a nightly Hot Topics panel discussion show in which I will curate your social media comments into the show, and we will connect the conversation to action we can take to save America. Watch The Snowstorm nightly at 6 p.m. Pacific at promohomo.tv. So coming up in tonight's show, we're going to be talking about whether or not we're freaked out about the Iowa caucus results. We're discussing the question, is the United States a racist country? Tomorrow night, <clears throat> excuse me, my guest is Jax Kelly, and we're going to be talking about the historic LGBTQI plus, IA plus survey of uh, members of that community, those communities who are aging. That's a historic survey that's being done by the University of San Francisco um, in alliance with other uh, participating organizations. The survey's happening now. That's an important show. And on Friday night, unless we get bumped by a bigger news story, I'm going to be uh, uh, going through all the recent GLAAD Media Award nominations that came out today. And I like to talk about things that you, the viewers, can do to support this show. And what I really want to ask you to do, especially if you've seen the show this many minutes in, I've got your attention. So I want to ask you to please share this broadcast across your groups. If you're on LinkedIn, share it to your groups there. If you're on Facebook, share it into your groups there. Tweet it, uh, share it across all your social media because I really, really, really want people to discover the show because, folks, we have to save democracy. Also, you don't have to miss out on an episode if you go to youtube.com slash TV network and subscribe. So without further delay, let me bring on our distinguished panelist tonight. We have uh, returning to the show Mr. Wyatt O'Brien Evans and Robert Carl. Hi, gentlemen. How are you doing, guys? Hey, great to be with you two tonight. Well, here we are again, the second time for this combination. But Wyatt, in terms of you and I, I think people are going to start to talk. I hope you know what I hope they do, Nicholas. That's not I like that idea. They can talk about us. And, and now that yes. Robert has joined as well. I'm going to start some rumors going, let me tell you. <laughs> I, I think they're already there. And an, another another um, one of our favorite people watching is uh, Aaron Terry, a.k.a. Elk Whistle. He's tuned in. Hey, also, also a Promo Homo TV superstar. And uh, Rock is sending you both hugs. And, you know, he knows how to say... Wyatt! <laughs> Wyatt! Oh, thank um, you. So, uh, Aaron and Rock, your assignment is to answer the question. Uh, I know your answer is already yes, that the United States is racist. Uh, <laughs> because you're both black men. And I don't know of any black men in the United States that would say that the United States is not racist. Uh, if that person is out there, I'd be interested in Dr. talking ben to them. Dr. Ben Carson. Which is he true. Did, 
he yeah. doesn't think that he doesn't think that uh we live in a racist country was that was that a brand new interview uh no but that's his general consensus i mean he was in the trump administration he's defending trump to this day so uh he is in denial i i feel that makes me want to do a linda blair exorcist puke <laughs> seriously Right. All right. Well, let's get uh, uh, we'll save the discussion about the Iowa uh, caucus and get right into this this notion that um, uh, that there seems to be the question out there is the United States a racist country. I'm going to go directly to the black man on the panel, uh, Wyatt, and uh, ask you to respond. Uh, first of all, how are you feeling that people are even debating that issue? And uh, let's go with that. Well, you know, uh, oh, um, too many people in this country are in denial about a lot of things, particularly particularly race, because we really haven't had an open and honest conversation about race. My answer, Nicholas, to the question is kind of nuanced. I'm going to start my answer with this. The United States was founded on racism. Um, originally in the Constitution, Black people were considered three-fifths of white people. Then you had slavery, you had discrimination, you had segregation, you had Jim Crow, you had um, the lynchings, you had redlining, which created ghettos, meaning that Black people, people of color, couldn't move in certain areas called redlining, for example, Nat King Cole, the wonderful great Nat King Cole, could not himself buy into Hyde Park in California in a ritzy part of LA. He had to get one of his white friends to buy the house for him and then sell it to him. And even after that, there was this big ruckus about that. Then you had the GI Bill, which was geared for World War II veterans coming home. That built the middle class, primarily the white middle class with the low interest loans. And black people were kept out of that until like 1968 or 69. I say all that because we need to know our history. And all white people, for example, are not racist. What's, what the deal is, is this. Racism is so embedded in the American system. It's part of the fabric, the tapestry of America. It's embedded, ingrained in America. And that means that we have institutional systemic racism. You know, we still, Black people, people of color, particularly Black people, still have problems buying into neighborhoods that they really want to live in, even though they have the money and the income. You know, job discrimination, employment discrimination. So I will say to wrap it all up, racism is just embedded in this system. It's ingrained. It has created systemic institutional racism, but not all white people are racist. So I had to as far as I was concerned, I had to nuance and I had to distinguish it that way. Well, I'm going to agree with you that not all white people are racist. And I don't believe that that is inherent in the statement that we live in a racist country. 
And I think that you made the case for the fact that we live in a racist country, even though all white people are not racist. I mean, everything else you said supports the fact that we live in a racist country. Would you agree? I do, but sometimes too many people, when you say we live in a racist country, I had, I, I parsed my answer. I, I get it. And everyone right. who's watching just heard it. And exactly. it's important to have the broader conversation, which is why we're raising the question and answering it. What I was so saying, with the with the caveat with the caveat that not all white people are racist and not all people of any ethnicity are racist toward other races. Uh, in the absence, in the presence of that caveat, is is not the answer to do we live in a racist country? Yes. I parse the I, I parse the question my answer that way because when you say sometimes more than sometimes when you say to certain people this is a racist country they automatically so internalize it that they get offended and they believe that you're saying you're racist your mama's racist your father's racist this one is racist that's why i put my I, answer together exactly yes, i respect the way that you answered the question to be inclusive of those people mm -hmm. who may be immediately offended uh and think that it's all about them and it's an right. accusation but having gone through the conversation and pointed that out um I think that we, you know what, let's bring in Robert. Robert, what would you like to uh, throw in and add and well, redirect change? It's, you've got the floor. I'm going to say with no hesitation, we live in a racist country. Um, yes, I hear everything Wyatt said. He gave some facts that actually establish that we have a racist history and that our current situation is still racist. And yes, I appreciate why pointing out the nuanced point of view, but the answer is we do live in a country that has institutionalized racism and people still deny that there is institutionalized racism, which is a big part of the problem because you're never going to fix it if you don't acknowledge it. I wanna talk about Nikki Haley in particular, because she is a former governor of South Carolina, which is one of the Confederate states. And she talks about racism like it's nothing, that it's been overcome and it hasn't. And she should be ashamed of herself. And I do wanna say that I don't know if she's lying to herself but I know that she's lying to her audience because she's giving them the message that they want to hear. The people that go to those rallies and vote Republican, et cetera, they wanna hear, oh, there's no racism. There's no problem with that. You know, you're not guilty of anything. They're very receptive to that message. And it's unfortunate for Nikki, in my opinion, because she is the wrong messenger for that message. Because I'm going to tell you that as a woman of color, she's going to have a very difficult time of convincing voters who are looking to support white Christian 
men to vote for her. I, I just find it astounding that she believes that, that this is possible. And let me give you an example from the Iowa caucus. We know Vivek Ramaswamy, who dropped out. He said he was amazed by the number of people who were willing to tell him that they would not vote for him because of the color of his skin and because they believed that he was a Muslim. And I'm like, dude, who do you think you're talking to? Who do, these are the people that you're talking to and trying to get their votes, and you don't recognize that they're not going to vote for you for that very reason. So I think there's a lot of living in a bubble. When you're a billionaire, you live in a bubble. I, oh. It's just a fact. You're not out there with regular people. And he, he, he's, he said that. He said, I can't believe it. How could they not vote for me? I, I'm saying all the right things. They don't want to hear that from Vivek or Nikki Haley, in my opinion. I'm going to stop you both and we're going to revisit this. Uh, but I want to let you know that Rock says there's a lot of reverse racism and that adds a curveball. Rock, I'd love for you to cite an example in a future comment about an, uh, uh, an example of reverse racism from your perspective. And uh, Elk Whistle says, without a doubt, having a first ever black president does not make America not racist. We have to look at the fiber of the USA, which is still based on racism. Very true. And uh, Rock is putting in quotes, I'm not racist, I'm black. Uh, <laughs> which means that, uh, you know, I, uh, I, think, I think his point is that anybody can be a racist. Uh, it's not exclusive to white people. Um, I know it's yes, sir. You're not going to let me take a break, Wyatt. So oh, go ahead. Take, no, oh, no, no, no. You, okay. you, you, you go very quickly. Nikki's an opportunist. She she is taking this racism stand because she's trying to get the MAGA crowd. She's busy straddling her fences. You know, she's trying to get the Christie vote in New Hampshire, for example. So she's trying to come across as a little more moderate and progressive. But she is also trying to get that MAGA vote. She'll sell her own mother. <laughs> if necessary, because she wants this nomination so very badly. Or to be vice president. Well, yes, definitely. so what disgusts me even more about her is that she uh, supports Donald Trump, who's a convicted, uh, he's been convicted of sexual assault and, and so many other things that she as a woman uh, would and support she, him. She, and that every single major Republican candidate for president um, is uh, does not support a woman's aut autonomy over her own body. Right. Uh, with that, I am going to take a break. This is, uh, uh, honey, it's getting deep up on here in this snowstorm, and we're going to be back after this.
This particular shirt is the crux of the Hopeful Sexual Campaign, and it is designed to inspire authentic human connection while simultaneously combating sexual, sexuality-based shame and stigma. And the really cool thing is, if you go to hopefulsexual.com, it takes you to an Amazon store where this shirt is available in all sorts of styles, sizes, and colors. And I use the revenue to fund promohomo.tv. So check it out. I think everyone, almost everyone is a hopeful sexual, don't you? And welcome back to the snowstorm. If I was standing up, you would understand when I say that over six feet of snow has just hit your online television experience. With me on the panel, once again, Wyatt O'Brien Evans, journalist, author, radio personality. See his hit podcast, Wyatt, at wyattevans.com. And Robert Carl, gay author and indie publisher. Go to robertcarlauthor.com. Uh, welcome back, gentlemen. So uh, we're going to segue into uh, our discussion of the caucus, but Wyatt, I'm still frustrated about not knowing where you stand, about America being a racist co country. So I want to try this one more time. <laughs> You're trying one to make me say something no, no, that I'm not no, going to no. say. No, you don't have to say it. You don't have to say it. Uh, but let me just say that... Um, the reason I believe that the United States is a racist country is that um, uh, it openly supports the racist politicians who are in office. It openly supports the uh, suppression of black history. Um, I, I frankly, I frankly will uh, be surprised if, if, if most black and brown people could ever say a day goes by without them being based solely by the color of their skin. So uh, these, are, these are things that uh, cause me to believe that we live in a racist country uh, along with gerrymandering and so many other things. So uh, if, if you accept the fact that not all people are racist, you still don't feel comfortable saying that we live in a racist country because you feel that that's implying that some people who are racist aren't? I'm not, Nicholas, I'm not saying that I don't feel comfortable. I just, for me, I just simply needed to give you a nuanced answer. And that's just how I feel and what I believe. I just uh, okay. don't necessarily uh, give a nuanced Really okay, complete. thank you. Thank you. I, I respect you, but I just want to say I still do not know if you believe we live in a racist country just because of your nuanced answer. I don't know how you feel about that. We don't have to get into it now. We can get into it another time. And maybe I'll never have an answer from you that I like, but <laughs> I don't have to. <laughs> exactly, because... I, I don't have to. I'm not going to like either, so... No, it's not, it's, it's not about that. It's about... Uh, I still don't know the answer to the question from your perspective uh, about whether or not you think we live in a racist country. All right. With that said, thank you for humoring me on that. Please come back. Don't be. I hope I didn't offend you. Uh, of course by, not, Nicholas. You know I love you. <laughs> by wanting to yeah. press that issue. Um, so uh, 
I want to, we're not going to spend as much time on this, but we'll start with you, Robert. Um, are you feeling anxious about the Iowa caucus and what do you think about the upcoming New Hampshire caucus? Well, let me just uh, say about a caucus in general, it is designed to suppress the vote. So people have to actually go out and attend the event. They have to listen to speeches and then finally they'll get around to voting. So there were approximately 100,000 people who were motivated enough to go out to attend the Iowa caucuses. And while Donald Trump got 51% of the vote, which a lot of people describe that as a landslide, but I think he must have been very disappointed and disheartened that he didn't get 70, 80, 90% of the vote, and he must be concerned. Now, I do want to make the point when I was saying about um, voter suppression, turnout is vital. So if you don't mind, I brought a little prop with me. And I'm just going to say that a lot of us like to sit at home with our popcorn. And Is that buttered? Yes, it is. And it smells oh, good dying. But anyway, we like to sit at home with our popcorn and, and watch all the drama from afar. But this year, that's not good enough. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to be the person in the movie theater who sits there in the back throwing popcorn at people <laughs> and saying, did you go register to vote yet? Did you did, did you send your ballot in? Don't get butter on your keyboard, please. Let, let me let me remove these because Thank um, you. I love the I love the visual effects though. That's what I was going for. So if you got the idea, be a pain. Be you know, when you go to the theater and people are throwing popcorn, it's a pain. People are complaining, but you're sometimes motivated to take some action. And I'm not talking about literally throwing popcorn, but I'm talking figuratively, throw some popcorn at people who are hesitant voters and get them to take some action, register and vote. And that's what I'll say about the caucus. Well, thank you for that. And Wyatt, uh, what would you like to say? Uh, two main points. First of all, although Trump won with 51%, I think the last time, it was more than that. I think it was what maybe seventy percent of Iowa. No, he didn't win Iowa. Oh, he oh no, when me. he first ran, he didn't win Iowa. The, okay. the next time there was no contest because he was already president. Absolutely. Um, well, number two is that I was a little surprised that Nikki lost, so she didn't get that pre-New Hampshire bump that you that you thought she was going to get. So um, DeSantis feels like he's still in it. So the whole Nikki losing, you know, not coming in second place sort of surprised me. Well, um, what I'm going to say about the caucuses, and we'll leave it, uh, we'll leave it with this. Uh, well, I just want to bring this back up. Rock says, there's no real history of real change in this racist country. And I think until the history books tell this story, most of us will believe this is a guilty person until it's proven innocent. Uh, that needs a little clarifying, Rock. I'm not exactly sure what guilty person you're referring to. I think he means uh, the United States. Guilty okay. of racism un until proven innocent. That's my read on it. 
So, so from what I'm what I'm hearing uh, in the news is that the New Hampshire caucus is more indicative of what the general electorate is going to do. Uh, and Rock is confirming he's referring to the USA. Um, but I would like to uh, read a quote. I apologies, uh, apologize that I didn't, I don't remember where I clipped this from, so I cannot give a proper attribution to the media outlet that shared this, unless it was in fact MSNBC. But uh, what I want to share is this. Um, Speaking to MSNBC, the governor, this is Governor Pritzker, pointed out that the poll numbers out of Iowa indicate that many Republicans are not on board with the idea of another Trump term. Almost half of the base of the Republican Party showing up for this caucus tonight voted against Donald Trump. Think about that, said Pritzker. I think that is telling, he went on. It tells you the weakness of Donald Trump and also the opportunity for Democrats. Because in the end, look, if the base doesn't turn out for Donald Trump in the general election enthusiastically and Democrats turn out its base, this is all about, you know, the independents. And independents don't like Donald Trump. He explained that primaries, Pritzker explained that primaries tend to bring out the most hardcore politically engaged voters. The fact that roughly half of them do not support Trump is ultimately a great sign for President Biden. Hmm. Okay, interesting. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for another uh, hot, hot, I think this is more hotter than most snowstorms so far. And uh, I like it when the debate warms up a bit, don't you? Absolutely. Absolutely. I know well, I, I get hot and bothered when I'm talking about these topics. So I get hot and bothered when I talk to Rock. So what can I say? Uh, 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 and of course, Wyatt. And of course, Robert and everyone else. Uh, and my fans. I should have just not said anything. All right. So uh, with that, thank you for being here. Thank you at home for watching. And thank I you will. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you. Uh, I'll see you next time. Take care. Feel the